Welcome back inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. John Ledyard from FanRag Sports and NDT Scouting, along with Trevor Sycamore of PeterReport.com, who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we are rolling on with our 2013 NFL Draft redraft today. We did the top 10 yesterday of this infamous draft, who many people think was a terrible draft. But really, Trev, we talked about it yesterday. It's not really that bad of a draft. It just was poorly evaluated by the NFL if you look at the players and so many good players in the later rounds. Just the first round was a total mess. We got a lot of good players still left. We do. We have a ton of good players. And yesterday we gave out a C grade for Eric Fisher, a super F grade for Luke Jokel, an super, F the, t- the introduction of the infamous super F. The 2013 first round deserves the super F. Didn't we go three drafts without a Super F? We did, yeah. I mean, we I guess we could go back and probably find some Super F picks. but yeah, That's probably true. Uh, Dion Jordan got an F. Not the Super F, just an F. Uh, Lane Johnson got the A. Ziggy Ansah got a B. Barkevis Mingo got an F. Damn. Jonathan Cooper got a D. Taven We're 10 Austin picks in. We've only got one A. Yep. D. Milliner got a Super F. And Chance Warmack got a D. So we are on a run right now of... Five straight grades that are D to super F range. It's pretty bad. Not great. Not great at all. We I have the Chargers that are up. Uh, DJ Fluker um, was their pick. I would say that's been a C. He's been a very average type of player um, when he started in the league. Certainly not worthy of this high of a selection, but not a disaster and not an unrosterable guy like a lot of the top 10 ended up being. I mean, think about that, dude unrosterable that's what for most of their careers guys like jokel and jordan and and mingo and cooper bouncing around from team to team you know up in the air every year going i mean milliner warmack i mean that's just brutal it's not great it's not great fluker's been maybe a half step up from that so we'll go see uh the chargers if you look at what their roster needed at this point, their wide receiver group was terrible. They had Malcolm Floyd, who was hurt all the time and on the wrong side of 30. Denario Alexander, Eddie Royal. This was back when Royal had some promise, I think. Vincent Brown, Robert Meacham. Uh, you know, this group just did not have a stud. And obviously Antonio Gates was here, and Ryan Matthews and Danny Woodhead were still in the backfield. Ronnie Brown was still hanging on. Uh, but, you know, it was just not... It was an offense that definitely needed receiver help, and if you look at the offensive line, it's understandable why they went for an offensive lineman as well because King Dunlap and Nick Hardwick were here, but they needed guard help. They needed right tackle help. So they had a lot of holes in those spots. We've already drafted a couple tackles. I mean, I could easily take Eric Fisher or Ricky Wagner here. You know, Kyle Long's a really good player, certainly deserving of, of some consideration mm-hmm. here. He's just always hurt. You know, the Chargers ended up taking Keenan Allen in this draft. I know it seems kind of boring to give him Keenan Allen again, but if you look at what they needed – He's what they needed. I mean, they needed a wide receiver like that. They took him in the second round uh, and and took Fluker in the first round. But you know, they could easily flip that, and I think been really happy with their class. And so, as I look at what they needed, wide receiver was a huge need. I think the offensive line group we've already taken four in the top ten picks, so wide receiver a little bit more plentiful. And uh, Keenan Allen just makes a ton of sense to me. Sticking him in San Diego just a round earlier than he went. So. The Raiders on the clock next. Not a good Raiders team. Um, I think this was the year that like Terrell Pryor ended up getting some starting action at quarterback. Um, not a wide receiver. Their wow. wide receivers right now are Denarius Moore, Jacoby Ford, Rod Streeter. Their running backs, Darren McFadden. 
Their tight end is Gordon Richardson. Like, it's just, the offense is just not good. Mm-hmm. And I wish I could give them somebody on offense. But I don't, I'm looking at their defense too, specifically their defensive line. They got Lamar Houston, Pat Sims, Vance Walker, and Jason Hunter are the four guys who are their front men. Oh my. Yeah. Um, wow. That's their rough. Their linebackers behind them are Nick Roach, uh, Kevin Burnett, and who's the other dude? Oh, be, Rolando McLean was on the team at this point. This might be the worst first worst front seven I've heard in a while. So it's terrible. I'm going to give him Kawan Short. Okay, now you now you'd pull him off the board. Yes, <sighs> two picks after Star. Yes, just to make sure you're okay. <laughs> I'm going to give him come on short because well, he had a that. panic attack yesterday. Man, he's so good. Well, now he's on the Raiders. You're welcome. Yeah, they needed that. Honestly, that's a really good pick because that's a terrible front seven. And I like Ziggy Onsen, but I'd take K1 short over him. Right. That's why I, it was between, I mean, even Jaylen, Jamie Collins in this class, and I would have been, sure. you know, I think they could have used him too. But Sheldon they could Richardson. Used yeah. Yeah. Three of those guys. Oh, yeah. Sheldon Richardson as well. But I think Quan short, you know, if, he were here. If we're looking back. That's a really good pick for the Raiders because that front seven is just abysmal. Yeah, that's uh, that's a good pick for them. He actually went, or Sheldon Richardson actually went one pick before that or after that. I'm sorry uh, to the New York Jets. And I think looking back, you know, he didn't get a second contract there, and he got traded away. He was really good there, though. I don't know. Do you think this is an A? Was he really good there? He was pretty freaking good. Let's look. You don't get a second contract. I, don't I know. know, but I think it was like they were trying to get Is younger. The, he's not the even, Jets. Oh, I don't know what. Um, I don't know. They see his play did drop off. I like before they got rid of him. So like I've always been cool with it. But yeah, I don't know how you can give it an A. Yeah, you're right. Let's go B. You're right. You're right. Because his play did drop off, and he just hasn't been consistent. But he was really good last year in Seattle. You're, an and, a, you're getting a second contract. Yeah, and Brandon Thorne, you know, he graded out and ranked a lot of the defensive linemen, or all the defensive linemen in the NFL last season, and Richardson was in his top 10 for his play in Seattle. So it's, like, weird. Yeah. Jets, like, got tired. Maybe he gave him some attitude and stuff like that. I know he had some, you know, thing. He, he was disruptive in the locker room, let's put it that way. So it might have been a Marcus Peters-like situation. Okay. I, I think I would give this, like, an A-, minus, but since we're going hard grades, we'll go B. It's closer to the B. Uh. The Jets did need defensive line help. Um, you know, I think this was before Leonard Williams, so it was Muhammad Wilkerson and a bunch of dudes that none of us have ever heard of. They also needed t- secondary help really badly. Their safeties were Antonio Allen, Josh Bush, Brett Lockett, Jaquan Jarrett, and Eric Crocker. That's a brutal group. Tyron Matthews on the board. Dang it! Tyron Matthews off the board. Man, I know he's been hurt some, but he's just such a good, impactful player, and I really hope he can bounce back this season. He wasn't himself last year. It's a risky pick, I get it, but, man, when he is healthy, he is just so dynamic and exciting. Giving him to the Jets. That's who I was going to pick for the Panthers. Well, Panthers are up next. They ended up taking, suck. They ended up taking Starlo Tulele, um, who, I mean, like, you know – I'm gonna give him. I'm gonna give him Sheldon Richardson now. Um, what are you giving the but, star pick? Uh, I mean, it's been a, it's been a B. I think. At le- yeah, yeah. At least, I mean, 
again, yeah. probably an A minus. I'm trying to think of like whether it's like A worthy. It's and I he. I don't know if he's a good enough pass rusher. Where I would say, right, I A worthy, but you know, he's I never think he's had been more good. than four sacks. I think it was a good pick. Yeah. Oh yeah. He's been certainly good. a B. He, looks like a home run at this point in this draft. Yeah. He's only missed four games in his entire career so far, too, which is pretty big for a defensive lineman, too. Yeah. Um, he's he's a good, no, I he's think a run I, plugger. Sure. Um, I mean, with a name like Lou Tulele, uh, right. You're stuffing you're stuffing some gaps. I'm gonna give him Sheldon Richardson though, because their defensive tackles, okay, at this point are uh, Dewan Edwards, Frank Curse, Colin Cole. I don't know who any <laughs> of these people are. Who are they? Got people? they got uh, K1 Short and Star Tulele, obviously in this draft class. How about that? Not bad. You know, not a bad haul. I would have. So their safeties, um, Colin Jones, Mike Mitchell, Charles Godfrey. Like I would have, I would have jumped on them getting Tyron Matthew Mm -hmm. because I think that they would have. They really needed a playmaker. They also. This is the beginning of kind of Josh Norman's rise, and I thought about pairing Josh Norman with AJ Bouye, but um. Front seven. They just they needed that interior too bad. And I think that we like you said, they, they picked up both of those guys. They picked up Star and K1 in this draft. And I think that it's right. kind of masked how like how impactful both of those guys have been. Because like in my mind, I'm thinking in my head, I mean Carolina doesn't need interior help. And then I look at what it was before this draft and it was like, Oh wow, okay. Yeah. Um they had a home run and they haven't needed interior help since. So that's kind of how it's been there. This is also the linebacker core that had John Beeson, Luke Keekley, and uh, Davis Thomas. Oh, John Beeson, is, man. We should, uh, dude, John Beeson was a dude. I he hate to say that John was a beast because it's in his name, but like it is. Yeah. If he could have stayed healthy, man, whew, he would have been just, a good one. All right. The Saints, they took Kenny Vaccaro. It's been a C, man. I can't go better than that. He's hurt a lot. He's just I thought he was going to be good. I did too. I thought he and Eric Reed would well, be good. I like Kenny Vaccaro's kill set. I thought Vaccaro and Reed would both be two of the better safeties in the league, and I think both have been like Cs at best. I mean, Vaccaro I think has been a little bit better. Um, I don't know. I mean, I he just he, he fills a role for you. And maybe it's a B minus, you know, I guess for him because he does, he can match up with tight end some. But again, I just don't think he's been impactful, you know. Like, if you I mean, obviously they let him, is he even signed with anyone? Who? Kenny Vaccaro? I don't think so. Like, the whole safety class is just on a halt. Right. Just on an absolute halt yeah. right now. And I wonder if, so I, you know, I've kind of talked to some people that I know um, that are both like in Tampa and like around the league. I'm like, yo, what's up with this? Cause, because of, like they had TJ Ward too. And TJ Ward obviously did not fit in Tampa. He wasn't coming back. But like nobody has touched TJ Ward. Nobody's touched uh, right. Reed. Nobody's touched Vaccaro. Like nobody's touched Boston. Nobody's touched Trey Boston. Like none of Mike these Mitchell. guys are signing anywhere. And so I'm like, did they all? Because I've heard a little bit of you know, their prices have been too high. Like one of the, like I've heard from multiple people that Reed's price is just like too high. And I know that Reed's really good, but I've been told that like, he just wants a lot of money. I have no idea if that's true. I don't think he's even good myself, but like, I love Reed as a person. I don't think he's a very good football player. Is there? Wow. Okay. I think he's pretty good. 
Really? You don't think I, he's very, I like, think, tall? No, I think Vaccaro's better than him. I think he's – I give him a C at best, Reed. Huh. He, he was getting replaced in San Francisco by Jaquiski Tart. I mean, he wasn't even in line to really start. I just wonder if these safeties are – like, are they just overvaluing themselves? Well, Reed got hurt a lot. I think he might have – maybe he would have been good, but I feel like he got – didn't he suffer like well, a then, yeah, they're just injury or something? They're just – overvaluing themselves Maybe. right remember that. i mean i guess i mean early in reed's career i thought he was going to be pretty solid you know his rookie year was his best year i think and it's just kind of been eh, since then i mean he does some things okay i think he's you know starting caliber he certainly deserves to be on a roster like there's no right, question about right. that you know all these guys you know all those guys that you mentioned deserve to be on roster Saf- safety isn't a particularly strong or deep position in the nfl which makes the whole thing even stranger but I know you're right because Trey Boston's side was like, yeah, we didn't get anything close to what we were hoping for. Like nobody was interested anywhere near what we thought we were worth. And I think all those guys are kind of in that boat. So, yeah, and I get that early on in the process. And I said this about Jonathan Hankins yesterday, who's in this class, by the way, and who will probably end up end up in the first round of our redraft or certainly if we would extend to top 40 picks, he would end up in it. But, you know, he's another guy that hasn't been signed, but has been very good in his career. Right. And I said that, you know, early – on in the process i get that like you price yourself out and nobody signs early on but like it's june you know at this point they need to nobody's accept getting, signed not until getting that camp. money so yeah i guess they're just waiting to see what people do in otas and then seeing what their needs are and then you know signing people later but i'm sure we'll see a rash of signings happening you know after mini camps over yeah Anyway, Vaccaro, C, uh saints uh whoa, whoa, whoa hold on hold on all right so just like john was getting ready to make that pick. I got to tell the people something. I got to make sure the people are ready Get for ready. something else. I'm talking. I'm talking in the bedroom. All right. Increase performance. Get them ready in the bedroom. Confidence. Thanks to our friends over at BlueChew.com. Okay, that's blue, like the color. BlueChew brings you the first chewable tablet. It's just like an FDA approved active ingredients like Viagra and Cialis. So you know they work. Okay, you can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach since they're chewable. They work up to twice as fast as the pill that somebody out there might be using. So you can be ready whenever the opportunity arises. Blue Chew is prescribed online, ships right to your door in a discreet package. So no in-person doctor visits, no waiting at the pharmacy, you know, no awkwardness, nothing like that. So they make it pretty easy for you. They're made in the USA. And since Blue Chew prepares and ships directly, they're cheaper than any kind of pharmacy. So right now we're doing a special deal for our listeners. Visit Blue Chew dot com get your first shipment for free when you use the special code c o d all you're doing is paying five dollars for shipping again it's blue just like the color it's better it's cheaper it's a faster choice and we thank you for sponsoring the podcast so now you can now that now that you're ready you can go on to your pick yes and that code by the way i believe is locked on that code oh okay, okay yeah okay. it's uh yeah i think it's i think locked on is the code yeah i think there's no space sure there's all a specific case. one just for us yeah. so there you go you there can you try go. both i guess if you want yeah Tech, Although I don't it think it'll double, I don't think it'll double up your offer. Get but. that get that get that shipment free. You gotta do yep. what you gotta do. Uh, Kenny Vaccaro, uh, Saints. Uh, I think that in this situation, if you look at what the Saints needed, if they could go back, they would take an undrafted player who was AJ Bouye. And I think they would run to the bank with it. I can't believe Bouye went undrafted. Me too. And I honestly, I didn't scout him, so I have no idea why. You know, I have no clue like what what people saw. But watching him now, I'm like, dude. I don't know. Like he just excelled in the slot for Houston, and then he went and played outside for this Jacksonville. Was, like a I top think 10 this quarter. was like I think this was like the time when like we really started to see how important slot players were. 
Yeah. You know, like Robert yeah, Alford's in this class too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, I, because there was a time when, I mean, like even like Rondé Barber, you know, like his whole like Hall of Fame argument is like, okay, well, he was a slot receiver or he was a slot corner. It's like, dude, like slot corners are important. And it's just kind of, we're realizing it because the NFL is getting a lot more spread. I mean, now you're needing them a lot yeah. more. Now it's more emphasized, but. In this draft alone, Logan Ryan and Nikhil Roby Coleman were yeah. two. Stay yeah, those are two very solid slots that went later in the draft. Uh, so yeah, Bouye to the Saints that would give them what they was formerly the artist known as Keenan Lewis and Patrick Robinson. I don't even know what to make of Pat. You know, if we go back to the 2010 draft, he was a first round pick who has just been all over the map. Was super disappointing in the Saints. Now he's back with the Saints. He was great with the Eagles last year. He was terrible most of his career. I just have no idea. Like he's been all over the map in his career. So. um they didn't really have a great corner room, but I think Bouye would help make that a lot better. All right. So that gives EJ, you the Bills. EJ oh, this EJ deserves pick, this baby. deserves the grade. Super F. Yes. Throw Drop it, it on. Done. You literally had that copy pasted the second I said Super F. That was in the oh, spreadsheet. You can't hesitate on something like that. I haven't even looked at the Bills roster yet. Let me look. I I just already know it's a super F. There's no point. Don't even right. look. Just the Bills, anything is an upgrade. Bills at the time had Eagles great Kevin Cobb. Wow. CJ Spiller, Fred Jackson, Stevie, why God, why Johnson? <laughs> <laughs> Scott Chandler, who I'm pretty sure was drafted by Buffalo in 1997 and is still there this year. Why God? Why? <laughs> Do you remember that? You oh remember yeah, that? that was against the Steelers. It was against the Steelers. Oh, yeah, it was. He dropped the touchdown in the end zone and then just lost it at his press conference, blaming God for the drop. <laughs> Something else, man. You gotta be some type of dude to drop some God slander when you drop a game-winning touchdown. Pass. I don't know if he dropped. I don't know if it was God slander. It was, it was just, just like it was just frustration, crying yeah. out to the Lord. He's wondering why just trying God's to like, will would have him drop the ball. Little did he know. He praises him 24-7. God's team <laughs> praises him. He did say that, didn't he? Yes. <laughs> Little did he know God's team is the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he was just watching out and having their backs. You know, that is so true. That is so true. Um, Hey, uh, you know more offensive line than I do, but uh, Craig Yerbick, Eric Wood, mm-hmm. David Snow don't seem great. Wood is really good, but the rest, no. Okay, great. All right, perfect. Kyle Long then. Okay, all right. See, I love Kyle Long. He just is always hurt. It's fine. So, I mean, that's where it's Not in Buffalo, risky. dude. He'd be eating those Buffalo wings and, right. you know, like, like strong as an ox. Health would be through the roof, man. You know, Jarvis Jones gets the Super F as well. Got to, got to, right? I thought he, I honestly thought he could play in the league and be like a backup for teams and, and, you know, be a, be an okay, maybe you can give him a D, I guess, but I don't know, man. Like he's not even in the league right now, is he? The Cardinals cut him. He was a backup, didn't play last year. And then they cut him. I'm pretty sure. Yep. Currently a free agent, not on anybody. So, you know, it just goes to show you edge rushers that are unathletic and can't rush the passer shouldn't be drafted in the first three rounds. Okay, fair. And we're also we'll come back to that point with Ryan Anderson when we redraft the 2017 draft. Uh, if we go to the second round of the 2017 draft, we'll come back to that point again. 
But Jones became an okay run defender, I guess. So maybe you could give him like maybe we'll just give him the pure F, not the super F. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he's yeah. out of the league. Be, so. oh, yeah, can't overuse the super F, dude. Yeah. Um, super F is for elite cases. You know, this is kind of a no-brainer pick. I'm not even looking at the Steelers roster at this point. I know what they needed. They needed pass rusher. Ziggy Ansah is the only one. Boo! No, I'm not taking Ziggy Ansah. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was really loud, though. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, I can't pass up the opportunity to give him Travis Kelsey. And I know oh. Heath Miller's still finishing out his career, but he was a bad blocker late in his career. Honestly, probably not as good as Steelers fans want to believe he was overall. Just, you know, he's a good guy underneath, but, you know, to have a field stretcher like that, to have a guy like Travis Kelsey to pair with the young receivers that were in Pittsburgh at the time, the budding Antonio Brown, and you know, I just think that would have been huge for that offense. So Travis Kelsey going to the Pittsburgh. What was Kelsey, like a third or fourth round pick? Um, Ended up being a stud. A great pick. What was he? He was something like that. Third or fourth rounder. Are you looking? Uh, I was. Now I'm looking up San Francisco 49ers stuff because I'm on the clock now. All right, you look up the 49ers stuff. I'm trying to see what pick Travis Kelsey Uh, is. 49ers picked Eric Reed. I liked him more than you did, apparently. I would have given Reed a C. Kelsey was the first pick in round three, by the way. Number 63 overall. Mm. Only six more, and it would have been nice. Uh, I literally was about to say the exact same thing. Eric Reed, I mean, like you're gonna give him like an I give A, probably. You're a B man. I give it a C. Okay. I don't think he's been better than Vaccaro, though. I don't know if you want to give it a B, give it a B, man. All right, I'm giving Eric Reed a B. All right, fine. Um, how far ahead into like the future am I allowed to take this knowledge? Because right now the Niners linebacker core, and I know we talked about this in previous drafts. <laughs> It's literally Ahmad Brooks, Navarro Bowman, Patrick Willis, Alden Smith. <laughs> Greatest of all time. Incredible. But then Willis Incredible. is about to drop that retirement, and then things get shook up. But, yeah, I think that you roll with that linebacker group for now. Yeah, yeah. What's that interior look like? You got big old Brandon Williams still on the board. We got the Robert Alford's a great corner. I honestly probably should put him in green. He should be a first round lock. He's been terrific for Atlanta. No, I like I no, I like Robert Alford a lot. He was one of the guys that I was looking at because the Niners do have Carlos Rogers and Terrell Brown are the two outside guys. Parrish Cox behind him, Chris Culver. But um <sighs> They got Ian Williams, Justin Smith, Ray McDonald. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zach Ertz is on no, the go. No, I'm going to go Alfred. Because right now they still have Vernon Davis. So, Oh, right, I mean, right, like, right. I, I would have no problem giving them Zach Ertz, but I just like that would be like the Madden person in me mm-hmm. doing that. I don't know how much sense it would make. So I'll give him Robert Alfred. I like Alfred. He's That's good. Fair. Okay. The Giants took Justin Pugh, who's been a good player um, for them. I think that he is very deserving of this type of range selection in this draft, but got the opportunity to get a little redraft out there. Two players really stand out that are left on the board, Zach Ertz and Jamie Collins. Uh, At this point, I mean, any point, basically, the Giants linebackers were in trouble. They've pretty much always been in that state. They had Dan Connor, good old Dan Connor, and uh, Keith Rivers here, but both those guys' careers waylaid by injuries. Um, they didn't really have great off-ball linebacker play um, for a long time. So, man, 
Collins makes so much sense here, but I just like, what is going on with Jamie Collins right now? Like everybody thinks Joe Schobert's the guy out when Michael Kendricks comes. I'm not so sure it is. I think it might be Jamie Collins. I think he might like rush some and play some long and late downs, like third downs, but I don't know whether they want him on the field on early downs because they said Kendricks is stepping right into the starting lineup. And then Kendricks said he isn't signing there. So I take all that back. Did you follow the Michael Kendricks thing at all? No. Okay. So I didn't really, all totally I saw bizarre. was, all I saw was, uh, rap tweeted something and then Kendrick said, I will never trust you again. And then that was it. That's all. That's, I didn't really, I didn't get context. I didn't really understand what it was. I don't really know what happened. Yeah. Weird. What happened? Oh, the situation that happened was that he, he basically, wait, wh- which were we talking about again? You're talking about Kendricks going to... Oh, Kendricks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. I thought you were talking about Collins. Kendricks, he basically... he's So everybody reported that he was signing with the Browns over the Vikings and I forget who else. Uh, Whereas Eric is his brother in Minnesota. So a lot of people thought he'd sign there. Well, they reported he signed with the Browns. Uh, I think Rappaport started it and then everybody started reporting it. And he like flipped out on Twitter and was like... On Rappaport was like, you're the worst. Like, you know you know, cussing him out and everything and telling other reporters he wasn't signing in Cleveland or blah, blah, blah. And then everyone's continued to report. Yeah. He's actually is signing in Cleveland. I'm like, what is going on? He just, he gets to decide where he wants to sign. He's flipping out about so it. So like, was he just mad that he couldn't break the news or I, what? I guess. I don't know, but I don't know why he's saying like, I don't know, but it seems like he's going to sign in Cleveland. Frouds. Okay. Super all right. strange. Anyway, all that to say that I don't know what's going on with Jamie Collins in his career, and it seems like ever since New England soured on him, it's just kind of been a little downhill. So I'm a little worried. Still think he's super talented. I get that people accuse him of freelancing too much, but he's a freaking good player. I'm going to give the Giants Zach Ertz, though. I love Zach Ertz, man. He's like one of my favorite players in the league. Uh, Awesome guy. I think he's a great teammate, and he's stuck it out. You know, early in his career, there were some ups and downs, and he wasn't a great blocker, but mm-hmm. he's just been so good over the last couple of years. I mean, if you were picking tight ends in the NFL right now, who would you take over Zach Ertz? Um, Gronk. Okay, fair. Although Travis Kelsey. Fair. Uh, still Jimmy Graham. Sorry. What? Uh. I am triggered. A healthy Jordan Reed. You would take a healthy Jordan Reed over Zach Ertz? Yes. What is happening? No way. Yes. Not in a million years. No, actually just in this one. (laughs) No, not in any year. Here's what Zach Ertz has done in his career since he got in the league. His first year... Duke caught 36 balls for 469 yards. His second year, 58 for 702. His third year, 75 balls for 853 yards, 816 yards the next year, and 824 yards this past year. Dude's been over 700 yards receiving for a tight end four straight years. He's put up gangster production. The only guys that even compared him production-wise over that time are like Kelsey and Gronk and... When they've been healthy. You realize I said a healthy Jordan Reed, right? Yeah, healthy Jordan Reed, but... Jordan Reed's most healthy year in which he did not play 16 games. He only played 14. He had more yards and more touchdowns. Like, way more touchdowns. 
and more targets. Are you ta- oh, you're talking about 2015? Yes. Flash in the pan, my man. Gator great Jordan Reed. Yeah, he is talented. I mean, I like Jordan Reed a lot, but I would take a. I, I, no, I know that you would. I so can't. you would take a healthy Jordan Reed. Yes, number three in the league. Who would you t- other than Kelsey and Gronk? I'm trying to think who else. You could All right, do. hold on, hold on. I, I, I think no, hold on. Saying. I got to look it up now. <laughs> I'm trying to think who, unless you'd like, like you know, Delaney Walker, or you're one of those type of guys. No, that's well, about it. Those are the, those are the three I would take before Ertz. You. So what about Jimmy? Jimmy Graham. Oh, um. It's yeah, it's a toss up, I think. Okay. So you're Jordan Reed truther, and I just never realized it. We didn't mention Greg Olson. We probably should. He's phenomenal. Nah, he's retired. He's trash. No, he's still he's still there. Nah, he's retired. <laughs> I'm breaking news on the podcast. Jordan, he's retired. <laughs> you know something we don't. You're yeah. just saying that because he's from Miami. And your boy Reed. I actually have nothing. I actually have nothing wrong with Miami. Oh yeah, now you sure, sure, sure. Actually, that's true. You loved Njoku. Wrong with Miami. You loved Njoku though. No, Njoku was good. Yeah, still do. Okay, Zach Ertz. Anyway, my point is, he's a top five tight end for sure. I think he's top three tight end. I'd take him third. One spot too high. But uh, Bears up next. They took Kyle Long. Good pick. A. It's hard. He's been hurt so yeah, much. I give him an A. When he's on the field, he's a stud. Yeah, yeah. There's no question about that. Uh, so I'm gonna give him George Street. No, I'm just kidding. Um, he's this is Kyle. Okay, so he played eight games in 2016 and ten this past year. Before sucks. that, he was pretty healthy. Okay, all right, Kyle Long. We'll give it a B. Or we'll give it an A. I think, but yeah, he's really good. He's also uh, he also does Twitch streaming. Plays Fortnite. Oh, it's does hilarious. he? Yeah. That's awesome. Um, he he was playing. I was watching it the other day. He was playing with Tariq Cohen. Oh, and I can't remember what Cohen's gamer tag was, but it was hilarious. Oh, man. I got to remember it. When I remember it, I'll I'll come back and I'll tell the people. All um, the longs are so All the longs are awesome. Yeah. Uh, Kyle Long was a good pick for the Bears, and I thought it was the right pick, too. I'm looking at their roster. I mean, they got Brandon Marshall and Alshon Jeffrey at this point. Jay Cutler's a quarterback, okay, but they're not going to take a quarterback. Martellus Bennett's a tight end. Matt Forte's still the running back. They got Julius Peppers, DJ Williams, Lance Briggs. They're still running that defense where they got Tim Jennings and Tillman on the outsides. But then Mage Wright and Chris Conte are their safeties, and it's like, okay, they could use an upgrade there. But, like, if you're just going to sit there and play quarters covers coverage, then, mm. like— why why am I really wasting an upgraded safety spot? So with that said, I don't really know where to go other than the interior offensive line, which is where they went. So yeah. do I should I just give him Justin Pugh, I think, right? Yeah, him or Warford, different types of players, I guess. But yeah, I mean at this point, the best player left on our board is Jamie Collins, probably. Right. And they're Ziggy not gonna Ansa. pick Jamie Collins. Right. It's probably him or Ziggy. I mean Jordan Reed's still on the board. Right, but they I mean like they have Martellus Bennett, so it's oh, not right, like I'm right. gonna ignorantly just pick him over Bennett. Sure. Yeah. I mean I think Pew makes sense. Yeah, I guess I've got to go with it. 
Got to got to give him pew and Eifert's up for the Bengals. Eifert's been great when he's healthy. I don't have any issue with Eifert this pick is at all. Really good when he's healthy. He's just never out. I mean, dude's hurt like every single year. You know, he wasn't even, he was sitting on the market. He tested the market. Yeah, to see what he get in free agency. He couldn't get anything, so he went back to the Bengals on a one year prove it deal. But he's got to stay healthy. I mean, he he could be out of the league. Dude had thirteen touchdowns in twenty. Yeah. I mean, he's it's been, ridiculous. When he's healthy, he's great. He, he really is. He's top ten tight end, probably top eight tight end. He started. He started two games in 2016 and had five touchdowns. <laughs> That's nuts. That's so stupid. That's crazy. Hold on, let me look at this game log. I'm trying to Here. think. He might be after Ertz. Dude, I'm no. He Eifert is 100 percent right up there when when we're talking tight ends when he's healthy. Yeah, he, I'm trying to think top five. I'd probably put Olsen over him. Then he'd probably be in contention for five with Walker and 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 uh, Reed. I'm probably forgetting somebody that's big that everybody's Jimmy Graham slander. It's fine. No, he'd be like seven at this point. No, it's fine. Career. Jimmy Graham pre-concussions goat. Oh, he was phenomenal early. In the, I mean, yeah. goat with the with Breeze. Yeah, he is unbelievable. Dude, he's only had two seasons ever less than 600 yards. Ever. Wow. I'm giving Jamie Collins to the Bengals. They need the linebacker help. Perfect's going to get suspended 800 times. And Maluga was terrible. They don't have any depth. I don't wow, have anybody rip, else. Just rip into him. Yeah. Linebacker situation was Garbo. I mean, I'm giving the Eifert pick a B, I guess, because he's been great, but he just hasn't been on the field. I don't know what else to say other than that. Him, him and Ertz, Eifert. Him and Ertz, I oh. think that that is just going to go back and forth for a long time. Wow, are we still talking about Ertz? Yeah, I mean, I'm just saying who's going to be better than those two. What, you got like a bet on this guy or something? <laughs> no, I I mean, I think that going into the draft, it was a highly contested, you know, that was really talked about a lot. I'm going to check your phone next time we hang out, and it's just going to be like Zach Ertz text. Like, he's going to be the top guy. It's going to be have, like Zach We have Ertz. chatted before. I have, I have long been a Zach Ertz fan. Long been. He is. He's a man. And I think that a lot of people thought Eifert was going to be way better, but eh. I mean, I mean, I mean, don't do it. I mean, don't do it. Don't stop talking, running the podcast. 2015, the truth or year for tight ends. Last 10 picks, last 10 picks coming up and tomorrow's tomorrow's uh, mock draft simulation of the 2013 NFL redraft. Excited for it. Till then, keep it locked right here. Locked on NFL draft.